0: Have you been shopping this week? Perhaps the supermarket as usual, or maybe even for a luxury, something you didn't have an essential need for. And maybe you've found a bargain. Though I'm not quite sure if there are so many bargains around at the moment. It used to be a bog-off. I don't know if you know the phrase? Bog off, buy one, get one free. Your bonus product. There's been debates about whether that's a good idea or not, but bonuses, they have a controversial tone as well, but um, those extras that are kind of thrown in on top, the extra bonus, have you had any bonuses? Have you bought something and then got something on top free? The bonus that we're looking at today is an exciting chapter. If you look at films nowadays, you quite often get bonus extras. If you buy your DVD, you'll have a whole section of bonus extras. And if you go to the, someday we'll go back to the cinema, Remember that experience? Um, It'll take a while before we get out out there, won't won't it? But um, if you watch any of the Marvel, just move on to the next couple of slides, the bonus. And then if you move on, if you see uh, a a Marvel film, one of the great um, fantasy uh, superhero films, the film ends. But then there are credits and then, if you're patient, there'll be a little extra scene, a little taster maybe of something to come or maybe a twist on what has happened. I was looking at these, uh, what are called post-credit scenes, and the first kind of post-credit scene goes back to 1963 and the Bond film Uh, and at the end of From Russia With Love came up the credit that James Bond will return. You remember what he returned in? Anyone? Next slide. Goldfinger. And there's a great big um, Bond music at that point. You had to wait. And then the bonus came. It's a bit like an epilogue to a book. You read the story, and then there's this final little section that maybe brings an extra dimension, perhaps a little bit further on in the story, or looking back. Well, we're going to look at a brilliant bonus section in John's Gospel, that wonderful Gospel that meditates on the meaning of the coming of Jesus. God so loved the world is the great theme in John's Gospel. And that Gospel, it seems, ended at chapter 20, that this was written so that you may believe in Jesus and have life, in his name and that's a sort of rounding off conclusion to John's Gospel but then we have this brilliant epilogue this bonus section of chapter 21 and we look at that today and Fiona's going to read the first section of that chapter
1: It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment round him, for he'd taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred metres. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the... The fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead.
0: Thanks be to God for his word of life and truth. Amen. If John's Gospel had originally ended at chapter 20. Those who heard that Gospel would probably ask questions. And one of the questions they might have asked was, well, what about Simon Peter? Because John's Gospel up to chapter 20 paints a pretty bleak picture of Peter chapter 18 described his three denials of Jesus and describes it in quite some detail and the cock crows and Jesus weeps uh, and Peter weeps for denying his Lord chapter 19 has no mention of Peter Peter who is meant to be the great leader of the church, following from Jesus. And then chapter 20 tells of Simon Peter and the other disciple running to the tomb and finding it empty. Mary has told them that it's empty. And the other disciple remembers and believes that Jesus is risen. But Peter is just confused. And yes, later in that chapter, Jesus comes and stands among his disciples and says, peace be with you. And that peace is for Simon Peter too. But he's not mentioned by name. And so a question is left hanging. Well, what happened to bring Peter back the way of Jesus? What happened to give him that experience of God's forgiveness in Jesus and enabled him to begin again? And I think, in a way, chapter 21 was written to answer that question. It focuses so much on Simon Peter and his response to Jesus. Remember all that weight of failure and confusion that he must have carried following the death of Jesus. And chapter 21 begins with failure. Simon Peter says, let's go fishing, they're back in Galilee. There are two great traditions in in the Gospels. One focuses on Jerusalem with Jesus appearing there. One focuses on Galilee. Matthew's Gospel particularly focuses on the appearance in Galilee. And Jesus says, I will be with you always. Here we are focusing on Galilee. And it seems that Peter is confused. Well, what's going, what am I going to do next? Oh, let's go fishing get back to the familiar. We're all wanting, in a way, to do that. Oh, let's get back to what we know. But it doesn't happen. They can't get back to what they know. They're total failures in the fishing trade that night. They catch nothing. Jesus appears on the shore and he points them into a new direction. They don't recognise him initially, but he points them to where the shoal is, and they catch the fish. But 153, 153 large fish, but the nets were not torn. There's something mysterious going on here. Because John isn't talking about catching fish anymore. He's talking really about the work of the disciples to catch, to fish, for people, to draw people into this net of God's love because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's perhaps why 153 Fish, there's some uh, scholars who say, well, that was the known number of fish, all the different kinds of fish that were known at that time. One of each. We don't know why John focuses on that particular number, but it has some significance about inclusion of everyone. We're not about fishing for things that... In the, that swim in the water anymore. We're talking about God's love for all creation. And Simon Peter is so excited. Puts on his cloak. It seems counterintuitive that he puts on his cloak to jump into the water. But he does that. To go to his Lord. And they eat together. And this is a start of the restoring of Peter. We may want to get back to the familiar. It's not going to be possible. We have moved on. This last year has changed us. But like Peter, we can meet our Lord in the situation that we are now. And he can lead us forward into new life and new hope. Amen.